0: Welcome to the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. Maximize your leadership potential and professional advancement and be inspired. We're delighted to be your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development from a women in business perspective. We share our original research, explore industry and workforce trends and interview female executives, allies, and thought leaders from across the globe. Join us for practitioner-oriented content around all things women in business, leadership challenges, talent management, organizational development, change management, and diversity and inclusion.
1: Welcome to the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. In this WBIL podcast episode, I talk with Yamila H. Harris about exploring the art of the possible. Harris. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hello, John. Thanks for having me today.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from the Orlando, Florida area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And we've been preparing for this episode for a while. It's a pleasure to be able to sit down with you and have a nice conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about and really exploring the art of the possible. As we were preparing for the episode, that was one of the things um, that you included in, you know, some talking points. I thought that is perfect. I just love that framing. And I think it fits really well with your over the arc of your career, uh, which we'll be exploring together today. As we get started, I wanted to share Yamila's bio with everybody. Yamila is a dynamic global IT executive, board member, public speaker, and mentor with 30 years of leadership experience across multiple IT and business disciplines, including service delivery, organizational change management, workplace services, and end user experience, contact center technology services, and healthcare innovation. She started her career in healthcare as a pioneer of early web-based EMR and managed healthcare software solutions. She has since spent much of her career leading leading cross-functional, cross-industry global teams, and diving and driving innovation at transformational companies, including Dell, HP, Hewlett-Packard, Enterprise, and Atos. Um, I think I'll pause there. I could go on and on because you've done so many cool things, but I'm going to pause there and and let you take over. Is there anything you would like to highlight uh, or draw attention to from your background, your personal context, uh, at the outset, or we can also just get into that as we go throughout the conversation.
0: I was going to say, well, that was already kind of a mouthful. I feel like, yep, yeah, we're done with our 30 minutes. now. Uh, <laughs> um, y- you know, so, so I think that there's, um, you know, what you hear in the bio, which is a lot of the, the professional components of it, but outside of kind of the day-to-day, I, I keep pretty active as well. Um, you know, so for me, kind of the reason why we go into our professional careers is uh, make sure that we are um, working to live uh, and 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 giving back as well. So I do quite a bit of work uh, with nonprofit organizations. i'm I'm on the board of the um, Hispanics and Technology Executive Council um and am a real advocate for you know women in technology um minority uh groups that are uh looking for more visibility as well and helping to to really highlight um and, and promote them and advocate uh within their career journeys as well and then literacy in every one of its forms because you know even when you think about technology and you think about software development it is a form of literacy it is a language yeah. um, but reading and understanding language and culture at a very young age to me really sets the, the tone um, for a lot of what can be success or failure as you look at uh you know, the rest of your career path. Um, so I started, uh, you know, as, as a reader at a very young age, uh, had, you know, a, a mom that while she did not uh, speak uh, English or, you know, early on learned English. And as she was learning English, would read us the stories along, you know, with her, and so that love of, you know, reading and, and language is something that just inherent in myself and, and my siblings from a really early age. And I'll kind of stop there, and we can uh, yeah. go in the direction you want to go, John.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much for that. Um, the the uh, the color background uh, a little bit, but we're actually going to dig in more, and I'd love to yeah. to just learn a little bit more about your upbringing and personal life as it's laid a foundation for mm-hmm. the many life and career successes that you've had. And like you said, you know, we we work to live, we don't live to work. And uh, there are so many important issues and so many important people in our lives, you know, that uh, hopefully we're doing meaningful, fulfilling work that has an impact. Uh, but let's also not forget that first and foremost, we're here, you know, for, for the, our loved ones. and And we're here, you know, to, to enjoy this world and to uh, to enjoy all of it, not just work twenty four seven, right? Um, yeah, so let's absolutely. start. Let's start with your upbringing and a little bit about your personal life. So I know, for example, you grew up in South Florida. Uh, things like you're a, you're a Star Wars fanatic and sci fi yeah. and, and all ah. those sorts of things. They may not uh, directly mm-hmm. relate to your your current IT kind of expertise and background, but you know, you started working at a young age. Um, I
0: did, yeah. You know, so you're I, helping I out with worked.
1: the family. Yeah, tell yeah, us more yeah. about that and how that's how that shaped you.
0: Yeah, so absolutely. I, I think a lot of um, that that early part and that upbringing um, really translates into my leadership style today. So definitely worth kind of digging into. Uh, as you mentioned, I, I grew up in South Florida. Yes, I'm in Orlando now, but I haven't only been in Florida. Um, I, I've lived in... You know, Texas, is a, Texas and other parts uh, you know, of the world, I've had short-term assignments and done quite a bit of travel, as you can imagine, uh, as an IT executive, uh, but growing up in South Florida, I think that one of the, the nice things is that it was a really big melting pot. Um, so I was exposed to a lot of cultures very early on, grew up in a household that was multilingual. Um, so uh, both of my parents are uh, of Cuban uh, descent, so they're, they're, you know, born in Cuba. Uh, so I grew up also with that heritage, you know, Hispanic heritage being a real big part of, of, of our upbringing. Um, you know, funny enough, you know, community is a big aspect uh, of the Hispanic culture and, you know, Literally, we lived on, you know, this one street, and on the following street, I had both sets of grandparents that that, Mm -hmm. that were diagonal for, you know, from each other, and we would, you know, come back from school, and uh, there was always that sense of family, that sense of, you know, community, and, you know, going out and, you know, I will admit we used to play our grandmothers against each other to see which one would had had the better meals after school, see which house we went to. Um, But yeah, it was it was fun. Um, I am the eldest of the uh, you know girls that was you know born into into the family, and so almost inherently, um, I became kind of that uh, pseudo mother figure. Um, So played a big role in helping to, to set the tone for not only my siblings, but all of my cousins that, that were, you know, uh, in the area as well. And we were all pretty close knit. Um, so I had that, you know, added component of really being, um, the person that was setting the example. And I took that, you know, quite to heart and making sure that I was setting a good example. Um, my, My father, um, you know, when I was probably around, you know, 11, 12 years old, kind of stepped out of the picture. Uh, My mom, who hadn't known anything other than being a housewife and got married at a very young age, at the age of 15, Mm. um, you know, really was the one that became the resourceful one and stepped up and taking care of, you know, the household and three kids, Um, and when she started to have, you know, some health challenges uh, around the age of 14, I really stepped in and started working as well, so, you know, I I was at a very young age, um, you know, I think it was like 15 going on 40, right, Um, Mm -hmm. so helping to take care of the family, helping to take care of my my siblings, Um, and that in part uh, kind of set that that mindset of um the art of the possible right uh because for me i never really stopped um i've always been someone that asked a lot of questions super inquisitive um and you know to a certain extent uh when it came to authority I, you know, not that that I had a disregard for authority, but I had no problem in questioning authority um, as well, right? My parents had always taught me to, you know, make sure that, you know, uh, you're not just blindly following, make sure that you're asking questions, make sure that you're paving, you know, a path. And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of interesting that, you know, I grew up with this mindset of, you can do anything that you that you really set your mind to, uh, but you also have to put the work into it and make sure that that you're you're putting that effort. Um, so I always did ask a lot of questions and going into the workforce, um, it's something that translated into that as well. So I got a lot of opportunities. Um, you know while a lot of the opportunities I I got were organic, I also did a lot of the things that nobody else wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't afraid of saying, yeah, I'll try that. I'll give it a shot. Um, I haven't done that before. You know, hey, a new challenge. I'll I'll go ahead and I'll do that. And I think that the era that I was kind of born in um, and, and kind of grew up in where technology was really just coming into into focus. I mean this is b- before the the world wide web and before it was even a thing, right? Because it, you know, had you asked me when I was 12, 14 years old what I wanted to be when I grew up and whether I wanted to be in IT, I didn't even know what IT was. IT didn't really exist.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to ask about that. So yeah. So the whole you know, and we're we're in the middle of it now too with disruptive technologies. Like there are careers and in whole industries that we haven't even probably conceived of yet, right? Exactly. That will yeah. exist in another five or ten years. And and you may have faced some of that just with IT. And you know, you may never have imagined as a as a teenager that you would end up as an IT executive. But yeah. uh, did you did you ever like at that young age and you're working and you're helping contribute to the family? Um, you're taking on a lot of responsibility. What did you kind of think of in terms of a career or, or was that even on your mind at all at that point?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But I think, uh, you know, for me, it's always been a lot of, I've always wanted to do everything, not just one thing. Um, And so when I was young, I think everyone expected me to be a lawyer just because uh, (laughs) I liked to question things, you know, so regularly. Uh, But I was always very, um, you know, rational about, Uh, you know the way that I approach things uh, to persistent rational but I you know the argumentative side was definitely there as well Um, but I wanted to be I mean you name it I wanted to be a Disney animator Um, I wanted to be a forensic scientist I was Mm. fascinated with forensic science um, you know, I wanted to be a professor, but very part very specifically, I wanted to be a professor of children's literature. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to write short stories, kids yes. stories, and I like to illustrate them. And so, you know, when I did become an IT executive, or as my career evolved, it was kind of interesting that I still took aspects of all of those things that I loved. And I found ways to weave those into my day to day. So when you think about life as an executive, um, you know, I, I definitely have to use those skills that you would use if you were, uh, you know, a, a lawyer or an attorney. I have to be able to communicate very effectively. Um, have to be able to to influence and mediate. Uh, when you think about the the forensic science aspect, it was really around solving problems, um, you know, and asking the right questions to get to the right outcomes. And definitely, that's something that is a really big part of my day to day as well. When you think about, you know, the the literature and the art, um, you know, it's one of the things that's given me an advantage in technology, uh is I've got the left and the right brain, right? I really bring the creative aspect because I love kind of the, the asymmetrical things versus the symmetrical things. And that typically uh, is not as congruent when you think about technology, right? And so adding those aspects to it, but I've been able to add that flavor of all of those things that I wanted to be or considered when I was a kid into life um, in in IT or in, in technology. Uh, but yeah, definitely wouldn't have foreseen it at that time um, and got into it really organically, believe it or not. So I was working in, in healthcare, uh, which I mentioned. Um, and, you know, at the time, again, I mentioned, you know, 14 years old, etc. So I mean, I started at things like you know, medical records, filing medical records, and, you know, uh, front desk back when everything was like these paper, you know, logs, and you had open these, like, logs and put in the schedule for folks, and the, the medical records were these paper, you know, folders that would get lost in the medical center, and, you know, you had to, like, it was like, where's Waldo? It's like, you had to go out and, like, find the, the, the folder and where it was in, uh, in the medical facility, Um, And I started to ask questions and it was like, can we do this in a way that is going to be not only more efficient, but where we're actually putting the experience of these patients. And at the time, these were older patients uh, in in South Florida. A lot of it is Medicare clinics and so forth. And for them, it was like an experience, right? They would come to the medical centers and it was You know, they needed transportation. Uh, They were going to see multiple physicians. They were going to um, use it as their community time to engage with other people uh, in the community so that, you know, they had like community center type things as well. And so started to look at, wait a second, you know, this is an experience for them. This isn't just I'm coming in, I'm going to see a doctor, I'm going back. And what are the things that we're doing that are going to, um help improve that experience and make it something that is much more efficient and that's where the technology aspect came in i find, i had someone that you know literally came up to me and said have you ever considered you know coming and working on the technology side of things and i said well i hadn't but let's give it a shot um you know and the rest is is history
1: that's super super interesting you know, we all take interesting, unique paths, don't we mm-hmm. in our lives? And, and I appreciate you providing, you know, that background, uh, for yours and, and it laid the groundwork for really this really fascinating career in this career journey that you've been on, uh, not necessarily the traditional route, but I mean, frankly, most people yeah. probably don't take a super traditional route, uh, do yeah. they? And I suspect that, um, you know, women and particularly women of color, uh, uh, probably are more likely to take non-traditional routes because you're paving a new path, right? You're creating the new traditional kind yeah. of route uh, route and journey uh, for you. Uh, so I think all that's really cool. I know one of the things um, that you know you have talked about in the past is is going back to school for your MBA a little bit yeah. later in life as a non-traditional student. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that and what went into that decision
0: yeah no absolutely and and kind of interesting one because I, I just want to go back to something else you said you know you know women of color and and uh it's probably more typical that they're not taking the traditional route um interestingly enough um i think that when i first started doing some public speaking literally i went out and i remember thinking okay i just went out and talked to somebody or stood on a stage and said something someone came up to me afterwards and said You know, I came all this way just to see you because I I heard that you were going to be coming out here and there are no other female leaders in this company uh, and female leaders in IT. And it just felt like, wow, I'm I'm looking at you and thinking one day I can do this as well. Um, And, you know, when I talk about kind of my history, it also gives people that space to kind of realize you don't necessarily have to follow one path um, in order to get to your destination, you know, and, and, and the, the typical trajectory is, is not, it doesn't typically have like a, a perfect, you know, slope or, or slant, right? It's these ups and downs that kind of take you along the way. And there's a, a lot of times, you know, lateral movements, you know, downtrends, uptrends, et cetera um but you know for and i I lost my train of thought a little bit i will be uh, i will be honest but i think that we were talking about going back to school um yeah and you know i didn't go back um to school until you know i was already into my 40s um and at that point, it wasn't because I needed to, because it was going to inv- you know, advance my, my, my career per se. It was something that was a meaningful meaningful achievement for me. Um, I've always believed that it is important to continue your education. And there's many ways to continue your education, right? Um, But for me, it was really, I've gotten to this point where I want to be able to go back and I want to be able to um, potentially unlearn some of the things that I've learned, um, get put into an environment where um, I'm challenging some of the perspectives uh, and maybe even some of the uh, baggage that's been built over the years, just, you know, from from learning and experience one way right um and so it it was great honestly to go back to school um it was incredibly meaningful to me personally um and after encouraging everyone else in my family right because i mean i i i fought for my my sister to um, to go into higher education, I, I helped to pay you know that way for her financially, et cetera, right? And with any support that I could, it was great for me to be able to go back and and live out what I was you know helping my 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 siblings to achieve as well. Um, you know, and, and my sister is an incredible educator now. Um, and you know I uh, am so incredibly proud of her.
1: Yeah, that's tremendous, and it, it also illustrates again the non-traditional path. Uh, like you said, you didn't really even need to go get your MBA at that point in your career. You're also you're already very a successful executive. Um, it's more for self-fulfillment and, and development, yeah. right? At that point, uh, which I think is great to um, you know I, I did more of the traditional educational path uh, myself. You know, uh, in in my young t- uh, you know, late teens and twenties and, and going through my schooling. Um, but my wife uh, is a little bit different. You know, she did, we both were in uh, college for our undergrads around the same time. Uh, but then she did her master's degree a little bit later. And then she finished her doctorate uh, just a, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, you know, as she was approaching 40. And, you know, part of that is just because of life and because of yeah. other family family context and and whatever. But she still has a really bright career ahead of her um, with, with that education. And, and it's, it's just a really, uh, I think it's a cool thing to, to just empower people to, to uh, embrace their unique journeys and to take advantage of the opportunities as they arise. uh, So that you can, you know, whatever you did in the past doesn't have to be what you do in the future. And you can, You you can reinvent yourself.
0: Yeah. Ex- uh, yeah, absolutely. And again, this goes back to that whole, you know, art art of the possible. And um, for me, I think it's really easy um, when you, you get to a certain point in your career. And if you've had a lot of successes, um, you know, it's easy to become complacent. Um, and I think it's in, it's really critical to kind of take a step back and, and think to yourself you know the moment that you decide that you don't have anything else to 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 learn and you should just sit down and put your feet up um you know I think that that you lose um, some of that opportunity that still sits in front of you because it's really easy for folks to say you know Uh, I've done, I've already done that. I already have, you know, X X amount of years of experience. I've already, you know, I've learned that before. I don't need to, to, you know, to to learn anymore. Um, And I think every time that you go back, even if you do refresher classes, it's incredible because you're getting different perspectives depending on who you're learning from, who you're learning with. Um, And like I said, I think a big part of it is, Learning when to unlearn.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, certain things uh, really comes into play as well, because I mean, if you've been doing something for 30 years and you, you haven't taken that opportunity to kind of take a step back and say, well, this is or you keep on saying, well, this is how I've always done it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, a lot of times it's like, whoa, wait a second, let me, let me try and take a look, th- look at this from another lens or another perspective. Um, I also think that's the beauty of diversity in every one of its forms, right? When you think about diversity of thought, of experience, you know, gender, race, et cetera. Yeah. Um, it's that, that, that friction or that dance uh, of of multiple perspectives that really pushes you to make change, drive innovation. You don't have innovation if you don't have um, some challenge in terms of perspectives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has just been a really fun conversation. I know we could go on and on, um, but I know at the time I need to let you go here in a few minutes. Uh, i thought before we wrap up, um, if you can share with the audience, how they can get connected with you, find out, uh, find out a little bit more about your work, um, and, and make that personal connection. Uh, and then maybe close by just talking a little bit more about how we can help others around us realize and achieve their potential. I know that's a passion of yours. Uh, what are the, some of the things that you're doing in that space and how can we all help lift those around us to do the same?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, a- any of the viewers or listeners are welcome to get, um, you know, in touch with me. Um, I'm a pretty avid LinkedIn user, so it's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. And I think, you know, John, you've got that information that you can yep. um, share out with folks. So so I think that's probably the easiest way to, to, to reach out to me. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty responsive there. Um, I think that... You know, going back to the art of possible, I did want to go back and, and make sure that we're just underpinning where that comes from as well as, you know, for me, remember whether, whether you're in a leadership role or you're not in a leadership role, you know, being a leader isn't about a title. It's about what you're doing at the end of the day. Um, the art of the possible is, a, is about really realizing that impossible it's only ever a, you know, a speck in the giant spectrum of, you know, of of time. It's just a moment in time. And anything that you think is impossible will at some point become possible. It's just a matter of time, effort, etc. And so be on the side of the folks that are driving the change and making Mm -hmm. things possible. Why not, right? Um, So that would be one bit of encouragement. And um, again, going back to the, you don't have to have a title to be a leader. Um, there's this concept that we talk about in, in high tech, it's push up and pull up. Mm. Um, so every single one of us a bit, a, as individuals can be an advocate, can be a representative, can be, um, you know, an ear um uh, that that can listen uh, even right so so do what you can to push up and and pull up. Um, look at not only ERGs within your company so employee resource groups find ways to explore opportunities to connect outside um, to external either professional um, or community networks. Uh, But there is an opportunity for, for, for everyone. And if I had to say one last thing, and this, this I learned. And so I know for a fact, because I hear this from people all the time. Well, I just don't have the time. Mm. Um, I, you know, at the point when I went back to school for my MBA, not only was I doing the MBA, um, I was already an IT executive. I was traveling 80% of the time and working with a portfolio of clients that was very demanding Uh, and in the middle of that I also you know switched companies Um, and so what I will leave you with is if you really want to do something you will find a way to make the time. And again, I was I was working on the you know board of directors, I was giving back to the community. So if you really want to do something, you will find a way to make it happen. Understand your priorities and find ways to prioritize those.
1: I love it. Yamila, this has just been a real pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Yamila can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. We hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.